0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select Campus miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This is Jeff T. from the Club 520 podcast. When it comes to your feet, eBay's got your back. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guaranteed, that means real experts are checking your sneakers. Every stitch down to the sole. They even smell them because nothing says fresh like the scent of real kicks. So kick back and relax. From the drop to your doorstep, eBay doesn't play games with your sneaker game. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay Authenticity Guaranteed. Visit ebay.com for terms.
1: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. What's going on, everyone? Welcome into the Fantasy Pros Dynasty Football Podcast presented by Reality Sports Online. My name is Kyle Yates, and I am your host, and I am joined, as always, by Trevor Sickema. He can be found on Twitter at Tampa Bay Trey. Trev, how
0: are we doing, man? How was vacation? Hey, oh, dude, it was great. Uh, second podcast in, and we already got the as always. So I'm feeling, always, very, I gotta I'm include feeling it, man. very at home here uh, on our podcast. No, uh, vacation was great. First time being in Denver, Colorado. Like, I've traveled through. Denver, Colorado before, but I've never actually stayed and enjoyed the city. Beautiful. For all of you out there who live out west in Denver specifically, you have a beautiful city. I had a wonderful time. It was great, man. We were talking before we started recording, like I grew up in the
1: Midwest. I live in the Midwest currently. You grew up in Florida. So like everything's flat. Like if the terrain, <laughs> right. whenever we travel out west or whatever, we're just like, wow, people live like this? This is incredible.
0: <laughs> you look out your window and you see mountains and hills? Wow. Can't, can't even imagine. It was so funny because we're just like driving along the highway and we're just like half of the amusement of it is just like pointing to the to the mountain line and being like, oh, look, you see the mountains. In the distance. <laughs> like it was almost like the, worth the price of admission just to see the mountains in the distance. Right. For sure. All right.
1: Hey, so before we get into the content for today, I talked about on our last podcast that we we're going to be talking about some Marvel stuff like it's just going to be a ton of fun. So I've got a question for you right off the top before we get into some Dynasty League winners. All right. OK. So imagine this. You've got like an, a crazy memorabilia like behind collection behind your desk. Right. Okay. You can see it in the background there. OK. You get to regardless of price, no, you know, price doesn't matter here. You get to add the costume, attire, garb, whatever you want to call it of any character from the MCU, from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you get to add any of their costume to be a part of your collection right behind you, Wow,
0: whose would it be? Oh, wow. And it's like 100% authentic. Like, it's authentic. Yeah, it's it's the only one in existence. Yep. Okay. An Iron Man suit would be sick. Like, a whole Iron Man suit would be sick. Obviously, if you got, like, Thor's outfit, you would also get the hammer and, like, an authentic, like, hammer that would probably be back there. But I'd still probably go with my guy. And anyone who knows me knows that this is my dude in the NCU. I think I'd go Winter Soldier. I think like I'd go okay. his OG winter soldier attire with the metal arm just like hanging there off of off of the sleeves. I mean, that'd be badass. I'd love that. I think I'd be picking Winter Soldier.
1: So I was thinking about Iron Man too. I was like, an Iron Man suit would be just incredible. But you know how big that thing's gonna be? Like oh, in right. my office,
0: right. like just this
1: lurking Iron Man costume right over my shoulder. Like, I can't do that. Like that's just gonna be so intimidating. I'd I'd scare myself every single time I walked into my office. I think you know what I'm gonna do? I would say, I'm gonna go same like, you know, winter soldier. I'm gonna go Falcon here, but the Ooh. Falcon from Falcon Ooh. and the Winter Soldier with the Captain America garb.
0: Oh, so you get the wings. Okay.
1: You get the wings there, uh, taking up the entire length of your office, and then you get the the look of Captain America right from, you know, with his new, uh, with his new look there. So I think that's probably what I would go with.
0: That's a two for one. I got to respect it. That's like, that's big brain Marvel moves go. right there to combine two really great superheroes into one with a single outfit. That's good. I fully respect it. Because you also get the shield. Yes. You also right. get the shield with it too. Right. Man, there we go. (sighs) That's next level. That's next level. Great, 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 great answer. Great answer.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, hey, before we get into the Dynasty League winners, I got to tell everyone about the new giveaway that we got going on. First off, though, congratulations, Jake from Buffalo, New York. You are the winner of the Jonathan Taylor signed Colts jersey. Congratulations, my friend. Uh, We have a new giveaway going on. This is a signed Cam Acres helmet, courtesy of our friends at Pristine Auction. Same rules apply as the last time. So if you want to enter into this giveaway, just head over to Apple Podcasts or Castbox, leave a review for the show, then head over to fantasypros.com slash dynastycontest. Fill out the short form there. But here's the additional one for this giveaway, guys. If you are also a subscriber to our YouTube channel, over at youtube.com fantasypros, you get an additional, not one, not two, but three entries into this giveaway so make sure that you head over to youtube.com slash fantasy pros hit that subscribe button and then also when you go over to fantasypros.com slash dynasty contest attach a screenshot that you are subscribed to our youtube channel as well and you will get potentially four entries into this signed cam acres helmet giveaway courtesy of our friends again at pristine auction all right trev let's get into some of these dynasty league winners okay and this is different than just talking about from a redraft standpoint right because league winners in a redraft conversation, you still have to compete with the waiver wire, right? right? You're you're adding these guys here at the bottom of your bench, maybe in the last round, but you're stretching it a little bit here, right? Justin Jefferson last year, you might have drafted him to the last spot on your bench, but mm-hmm. even after that, he was still going undrafted and he turned out to be an absolute league winner in dynasty. If you're playing dynasty for the first time. It's a little bit different here because the waiver wire not as active right you're typically playing with 24 plus man rosters so being able to identify these players ahead of time go out and acquire them now before we see their stock increase everything break their way to become a league winner is super super important so we're going to highlight some players here that you're not going to be able to necessarily get super super cheap right not every single player that we're going to mention you're going to be able to send away for or send away a 2022 fourth round pick or whatever but these guys have the potential to absolutely take over and win your Dynasty League, which is what we are all about here. So let's turn it over to you here, Trev. First okay. player here that you want to highlight as a Dynasty League winner.
0: First one, and this one's an obvious one. I mean, I think that this guy is going to be picked decently high in redraft formats as well. And I think that everybody would probably admit that it's it's only a matter of time. But I have to mention him because I do think that he is going to be somebody who really runs leagues over the next couple of years. And that's J.K. Dobbins, the running back from the Baltimore Ravens. Obviously, J.K. Dobbins had an incredible career at Ohio State, was drafted pretty high, I mean, decently high for what we think running backs get drafted to now. And in his first year with the Ravens, I mean, he was really able to break out in the second half of the season. You look at the first half and yeah, okay, it's a little quiet. He's got the two touchdown game early on in that first week, but then it goes quiet for him because they had plenty of options, right? I mean, they've got the reigning MVP, Lamar Jackson, as their quarterback, and he's a big part of what that rushing attack is in in Baltimore, that have Gus Edwards, they had Mark Ingram as well. But as the season went on, they started to really give the ball to J.K. Dobbins, and he really rewarded them. In his last six games, he had a touchdown in all of them, including another two-touchdown performance at the end of the season. And so, man, J.K., I think, really burst onto the seam at the end of his rookie year, and it's only going to go up from there. He led the Ravens in rushing touchdowns last year, and when you think, "Oh man, there's you know, I I don't know about this. There's a lot of mouths to feed with the Ravens. Who knows how it's gonna come out? If you're gonna bet on anybody, you should be betting on J.K. Dobbins. This is a, a Ravens team that has led the league in rushing attempts in each of the last two seasons. I don't really think that's going away. That's going to be a major part of what gets the most out of their franchise quarterback, Lamar Jackson. With that, is going to come. More touches, more attempts, more everything for J.K. Dobbins. I think that he's going to pull away from Gus Edwards to truly be the RB1 there. And yeah, there's going to be a lot of mouths to feed, but the offense has clearly given enough touches and attention to fill all those guys. And I think that J.K. is going to be at the top. And so I think that next year is going to be an even bigger year for J.K. Dobbins. And we're going to start to talk about him as a top running back in the entire NFL redraft or dynasty very, very soon. So you better make sure that if he is available in any way, shape, or form, you should be asking about him because if you can get him relatively cheap, if you're not breaking the bank for him, man, I think he's going to win you some leagues in the future.
1: I mean, in fantasy football, we talk all the time about like efficiency and like players that exceed this efficiency year over year They're It's kind of nerve wracking to buy into them. Right. And I just put out a tweet the other day about Adam Thielen, 12 red zone targets in 2020. He caught, or eight of those were for touchdowns. So like that <laughs> is just crazy. ridiculous, stupid efficiency. Right. And J.K. Dobbins is really the same. 134 rush attempts last year, nine rushing touchdowns, averaging right. six yards per carry. You can look at those on the surface level and you can say, man, that is like almost impossible to repeat or even surpass heading into next season. But you're absolutely right. Because of one, his talent level, you mentioned his career at Ohio State, the the draft capital that he had coming out, but also the offensive system. With Lamar Jackson taking away and keeping defenses on their heels, Dobbins is able to just run wild. And so his efficiency is going to be very, very, it's going to be something that can scare off some fantasy managers. And this is one of the things when you're doing projections, you got to take a leap. You got to take a leap with Dobbins and say, man, all efficiency metrics, kind of like A.J. Brown and what he does as a receiver, go out the window. So I absolutely think that with Mark Ingram completely out of the picture, Gus right. Edwards is going to remain involved. Yes, sure. Justice Hill. No, I really don't think that he's going to factor in. So there is a large, large opportunity here for J.K. Dobbins to surpass what he did in 2020 and to truly take over to become a true RB1 for your
0: roster and a potential league winner. So I love the call. I, and I just want to make sure that people know, like, I feel like I hear too many times people say, oh, they have Lamar. So, Lamar is going to take away from Dobbins. Well, sure, I guess a a little bit. But at the same time, Lamar being the quarterback there means they are always going to emphasize the ground game that means there are going to be more targets and more touches in the ground game for them to give to Dobbins as well so yeah I guess there's another mouth to feed if you will but I think that you've also got to have faith and a little bit of comfort in knowing that as long as Lamar is there they're going to be committed to the ground and pound and I think that JK Dobbins is going to be their most talented guy to do that with
1: well and it's also not like Lamar is taking away 12 rushing touchdowns it's not like he's Cam Newton in New England right where the the red zone rush attempts right like Lamar has only scored five rushing touchdowns in 2018, seven in 2019, seven in 2020. So there is still the opportunity here. It's not like they are completely running Lamar Jackson solely in the red zone. It's not like a Damian Harris and Cam Newton situation in New England. So I absolutely think that Dobbins can easily surpass the nine rushing touchdowns last year. I mean, 15 rushing touchdowns is in the realm of possibilities for him this year. So I I totally
0: our, I totally forgot that Cam had 14 rushing touchdowns as a rookie. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, I mean, I'm last just looking year, that did, up right now. That's... I mean, even
1: look at look at last year. I mean, this dude had 42 rush attempts in the red zone. Cam did 42 rush attempts in the red zone. That's Man. ridiculous. Lamar's not hitting that. Lamar's no. close to it, but he's not hitting that. No. So yeah, I think the the possibility is there for Lamar Jackson. All right, so I'm gonna go with a player that we talked about. Are uh, that I talked about on a recent uh, podcast here with, I think, Marvin Eloquin talking about trade targets. And that's Daryl Henderson, the running back here in Los Angeles. Now with Daryl Henderson, I think that a lot of people are moving into this season and they're just saying Cam Akers is the locked in RB1. And based on what we saw towards the end of last year, where Henderson was kind of phased out of the offense, Akers took over the majority of snaps there. I, I get it. I really do. But when you look at the efficiency, all the numbers. I mean, listen to this. Cam Akers, 145 rush attempts last year. Daryl Henderson, 138. Right in the same range. Akers had 4.3 yards per carry. Henderson, 4.5. Akers, only two rushing touchdowns. Henderson with five. Uh, avoided tackles, 21 for Cam Akers, 22 for Daryl Henderson. PFF grade, 68.4 for Akers, 80.4 for Henderson. Like Henderson is a Really, really talented running back. He's too talented of a running back to completely phase out of your offense, especially when we now factor in that there is a 17 game season. They are not going to give Cam Akers 29 carries in a game like they did last year and hold that pace the entire year for an offense that I think is about to just absolutely take off with Matthew Stafford at QB paired with Sean McVay. I think that Henderson is going to have enough standalone value to be a flex option that you can plug in if you're in a pinch at the running back position. But he can, he's classified here as a league winner because what happens if Cam Akers misses time with an injury? Behind him on the depth chart, Jake Funk, Xavier Jones. These are the only two guys here that really are backing up. There's no Malcolm Brown this year. So if Akers misses time, what does the workload look like for Henderson? Henderson immediately walks into... 20 plus rush attempts per game right and also has the the he finished with more targets on the season last year than acres 24 targets to 14 so the he's a receiver a capable receiver out of the backfield as well in an offense that is going to be putting up points on the board Henderson as your RB 4 or RB five on your dynasty roster like I said you can plug him in into your flex as a in a pinch if you need to but then if acres misses time we're talking about an RB one in my opinion I like locked in top 12 running back because of his talent, because of the situation around him and because of just the, the yeah, the, the situation around him. So I will say Henderson here as a potential league winner, I'm acquiring him in every dynasty league that I can.
0: Yeah. He could be a big X factor guy. Kind of kind of like what you said. I mean, when, when you're looking at these players who could be potential league winners for you, there's different ways to interpret that. You could talk about just total workhorses, guys who absolutely carry your team, but there's also those players who, late in the season or maybe just in certain spurts of the season, really carry your team where you didn't expect them to have such an impact. And I, I think that Daryl Henderson could be one of those guys. I was, I was kind of discouraged. I, I was discouraged at how much Cam Akers really was able to take over. Not because I don't love Cam right. Akers, but also because like I thought that Daryl Henderson was going to be able to really step in there. He's not totally gone. It looks like it's, it's going to be Akers' show, at least for the beginning. But, yeah, like you said, there, there's nobody behind him. I mean, I don't really think they're losing carries at all if Akers were to go down. And even with Akers healthy, I think that they're going to have a healthy rotation amongst what they do with Matthew Stafford there. I think that they're going to be in the red zone a lot this upcoming lot. season. I, yep. I think the Los Angeles Rams offense is going to be top three in scoring. And so whenever that's the case, Akers is going to get his, but Henderson's going to get his too. And so I, yep. I agree with you. I think this is a really nice option. Before we keep
1: moving with today's episode, I want to take a second and say thank you to Reality Sports Online for sponsoring today's podcast. At this point, most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like an NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? It's time to go see what all the buzz in the Dynasty community is about. Everything from free agency, multi-year contracts, a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league, it just requires more strategy. Do you think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test it out. Still not sure? You can test out your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction. If you like what you see, use the promo code FANTASYPROS, all one word, to receive a 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. All right, man, let's go to your number two option. And if it is still the name that you've got on your list that you sent me, you're going to have to do some convincing here. So let's talk about your second Dynasty League winner.
0: Okay. Is this Noah Fant? Is this Noah? Did did you think? Okay. So I have Noah Fant as a player who could be a potential dynasty winner for you because I think that Noah Fant was underutilized when he was at Iowa. You know, he comes into the NFL. He's an extremely big bodied athletic tight end. He was supposed to be one of these next guys in this next wave of the tight end generation that was really going to transform the game. And he hasn't exactly become that, but he's gotten better. I think he's gotten better a little bit over time and really, When you look at what Drew Locke had at Missouri when he was most comfortable, he had Albert Okuwebunam there, and he actually has Albert Okuwebunam now on the Denver Broncos, but I think that Noah Fant is still going to be tight end one above him, and so with that being the case, I feel like that's often a place where Drew Locke is going to look, and I can see this happening two ways. Well. Technically, it could go a lot more than two ways. But these are two ways that I think are well well within the possibility of what could happen in the Denver Broncos. Either Drew Locke takes that next step, really becomes that quarterback that they think that he is going to be. And if he does, I think that, yeah, they're going to be utilizing Jerry Judy a little bit more. Yeah, they're going to be giving the ball to Cortland Sutton anymore. And if you're looking for high-volume tight ends, maybe this isn't it. But for how athletic Noah Fant can be and how much of a seam buster he is up the middle, I feel like Drew Locke's going to look his way early and often. And when that's the case, Drew Locke's really on fire. I think Noah Fant is going to see a serious tick up in fantasy tight end points. And so we mentioned this a little bit on the last episode when I talked about Kyle Pitts as that tight end spot almost being a x-factor for your roster in and of itself because the drop-off for tight end production can sometimes right, be right. really really severe so if Noah Fant really takes that leap you might all of a sudden own that tight end spot i'm not gonna say he's george kittle or travis kelsey or darren waller or anything but if he's consistently scoring touchdowns if locks look in his way once they get in the red zone i mean this is a guy who i think could be a big time difference maker for you and also you know if Aaron Rodgers happens to go to the Denver Broncos <laughs> and all of a sudden this blows this wide open. And so when you're a dynasty manager, you got to put everything on the table. And so I, I just really think that it's, it's going to be a bigger year for Noah fan this year. I think that he improved a lot over the last couple of years, especially when it came to physicality and discipline of play. He was a lot better of a blocker last year, and he's really limited the drops from what he had during his time at Iowa and going into the NFL. So I think that he's a much more disciplined player. Uh, he's still that athlete that everybody wants him to be in. Even with Cortland Sutton coming back, maybe it won't be exactly as many targets, but I think the offense, if it's going to be rolling, it's going to be rolling through Noah Fan as well as the rest of the guys.
1: Yeah, so that was the the part that I was needing convincing on was what you just said there at the end. With Cortland Sutton coming back, now you have Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, who I was a big fan of coming out of Penn State. Tim Patrick also has the wide receiver forward. He's going to remain somewhat involved. Then you also do have Albert Ogwebanam behind him. You have Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams. This is a freaking loaded offense. It is. And, it is. And then it all comes down to the quarterback play. With Drew Locke, has not been great. Teddy Bridgewater last year was not great in Carolina either. So it's like whichever quarterback that they currently have on their roster takes over, I just don't see the touchdown totals increasing to what Noah Fant needs to be to become this like league winner or at least someone who can finish within the top five tight ends because you're right that that positional advantage is crucial right at the tight end position to get a top Mm -hmm. five tight end. It really is. It does set your your lineup apart. It really makes a difference. But trying to identify which player that's going to be ahead of time is a whole different headache. The X factor and the one that I was really curious to see if you were going to talk about was Aaron Rodgers now with Rodgers. I think the deadline passes today. where if he opted out of this entire season, he would recoup like a ton of money. He wouldn't have to forfeit a ton of the, the signing bonuses that he got or something like that. Uh, pro football talk was talking about that last week. So I think that has passed where Aaron Rodgers is going to play this upcoming season from all indications, but he seems still intent that he's not going to play in green Bay. So now does he get traded here to Denver who right. desperately needs him? If that is the case, You've got to you've got to you've got to take your shot now. You've got to go out and acquire these guys now. Before I mean, what is the dynasty stock going to look like for Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant? Even like once we do have Aaron Rodgers here in town, it's going to skyrocket. It's going to blow through the roof. Right. So Noah Fant, I think yeah, if you're want if you're betting on that that Aaron Rodgers is going to come to Denver, then I can get on board with it. But if you, that's a very, very risky game to play. That's a small percentage chance that Rodgers
0: ends up in Denver. And it is, it is somewhat difficult to, if you want to just go off volume of what you see on the current depth chart right now, it's hard to justify it. But when I look at Noah Fan, I really do think that the best ball is ahead of him. I do. And, either drew lock i mean look at that let's look at that roster kyle like that defense is ready to compete and that right. offense they're making the offensive line very solid they've got the offensive weapons like you said it's all on drew lock so this is it for drew like if, if this year doesn't go well for drew lock they're going to upgrade a quarterback some way shape or form they're they're gonna go after it they're gonna get really desperate for it because some of the guys on the defense side of the ball they're getting a little bit older they're gonna try to capitalize as much as they can so if, if you look at it right now in this exact situation you're going to be hard. It's going to be hard to justify Noah Fant if you're just looking at the volume opportunities because they might not be there. But my dynasty approach to Noah Fant is maybe it's not this year, but sure. maybe maybe sure. it could be a different year out, down the road. I think that just his five-year, let's just say three-year plan for Noah Fant, it really is. He could break out one of yep. any of those years over the next three years for a variety of different reasons. That I can get on board with. And you know who would have really helped Noah Fant? Justin who? Fields.
1: You know. You know. Yeah, but you, yeah, but the Bears got Justin Fields. So I know. So yeah, that we, nope, we're going to just skip that. Uh, forget <laughs> that I mentioned that. Uh, All right. So let's talk about Justin Fields here in Chicago. And one of the players that he's going to be throwing to, this is my number two dynasty league winner. That is Darnell Mooney, man. From what we saw from Mooney last year, absolutely incredible. It does not get talked about enough for a fifth round rookie wide receiver out of Tulane to come in. And we've all seen the clip that's going around on Twitter of him just absolutely undressing Jalen Ramsey on a route. Like and then getting the ball is airmailed on him. He just the putrid quarterback play last year for Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles, absolutely terrible. And now we have Andy Dalton, who is capable, like he's competent, right? Which is more than what we could have said for Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky last year. So I think we're gonna see a step forward from Mooney to begin with, just from him progressing from year one to year two. Then we've got a competent quarterback now in play. But what happens, man, when we see Justin Fields take over? We saw with Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson at Justin, with Justin Fields at Ohio State, them continuously reeling in those deep targets with Justin Fields' deep accuracy just being on point. And I think that Mooney is going to be asked to stretch the field a ton here in this offense. And I think that he has the potential to turn into a league winner as early as this season, but then also taking into account the long-term outlook here, right? The dynasty aspect of it, Allen Robinson is playing on the franchise tag. What happens if Mooney takes a massive step forward this year to where we feel like he can be the wide receiver one for an NFL offense, and then he gets that opportunity next year because Allen Robinson is no longer in town. Now we are absolutely talking about a top 12 option for Darnell Mooney. If he does take the steps forward that we expect from him from what we saw on tape last year. So all this just goes together for me to say Darnell Mooney, man, if I can, you're going to have to pay up because dynasty managers liked what they saw last year. Most likely you're going to have to pay a little bit here to go get Mooney, but still, even looking into redraft ECR, expert consensus ranking, which we do hear at Fantasy Pros, it's still like in the 40s or 50s at the wide receiver position. People are still not excited about this offense here in Chicago until we see fields take over. So I do think that the time to buy Mooney right is right now because you're not going to be able to get him
0: sooner rather than later. Yeah, I mean, the the, the time to buy Mooney, uh, shoot might have already passed like for, for right, your right. for your for your best price i mean he he really was able to come on last year and i think a lot of people see what you see and that is potential stardom with him and what he was able to do in uh bad chicago bears offense that could be getting a lot better so i i agree with you i think that uh if you can get him, like if somebody is not high on him, whoever whoever's on their team fine but I have a feeling that whoever's team he is on right now, they're going to see it probably similarly to the way that you do. So I I don't know if I'd major over. I I don't know if I'd overpay for him, but there's certainly a reason to love him.
1: Yep. All right, let's go to your number three, your last one. Dynasty League winner, who you got?
0: Okay, so the way that I went about this is I tried to go, all right, who's more of a right away or more of a short-term payoff guy? And I I named uh, J.K. Dobbins in that regard. Then I went with more of a three-year plan kind of a guy. That's with Noah Fan. This one, yeah, it it might be a couple of years down the road. I'm going to talk about Tony Pollard, the running back with the Dallas Cowboys. And right now, Ezekiel Elliott is in the middle of a massive deal that he signed with the Cowboys. He's not going anywhere. But in a couple of years you might really have a big payout with this guy. And in the meantime, if there's ever a chance that Ezekiel Elliott misses time, which he's been pretty reliable over the last couple of years, I think that Tony Pollard's a really great option for you. His rookie season, he averaged 5.3 yards per carry. This past season, he got more touches and averaged 4.3, but that's a healthy 4.8 yards per carry average over the last two years as a rotational guy who started two games last season. I just feel like he's been really reliable in what he's been able to do. And when you look at Ezekiel Elliott's contract, The Dallas Cowboys aren't moving on from him this year. Way too much dead money. Most likely not moving on from him next year. Again, way too much dead money but then there's a big out with Ezekiel Elliott and they're saving, I think a lot of money if they're able to move on from him two years from now. Now that also happens to be the time when Tony Pollard is up with his rookie deal. And so things might have to work out well, but perhaps there is a situation. This is truly a dynasty stash and maybe it really pays off for you. Kind of a thing where over the next two years, Pollard actually looks really good. Cowboys realize they can save a lot of money by moving on from Elliott. If Pollard proves to be just as capable, I mean, they've been so committed to this guy on the ground. He's been in the top five in every year that he's played at least, well, outside of the game, outside of the year that he missed uh, the six games. When he has played at least 11 games, Ezekiel has been a top five touches kind of a player in the NFL from the running back position. And so Dallas feeds this dude a lot. If it ever becomes Tony Pollard's show, this guy's going to get all the volume you could possibly want. And so, again, it's not something that's going to le- win you a league this year. Probably not even next year, but there is a chance that even if Tony Pollard moves on to a different team, he really could earn himself a starting job, whether that's in Dallas or elsewhere in the league, because he has shown a lot of promise over his first two years in the league. And so I'm going to have Tony Pollard as my long-term vision kind of a guy here with this group. I'm going to disagree with something that you said, and that was that Tony Pollard is not going to be a league winner
1: this year, maybe not even next I disagree with you, man? I think that there is a it's very similar argument to Daryl Henderson. I think that they fall kind of into the same bucket of an insurance running back that if Zeke misses time with an injury, sure, I, the, the sky's the limit this year. These are the kind of moves that people need to be making to be able to acquire these guys. Now, again, the, the perception on Pollard from a dynasty perspective is sky high. Like people, people know what we're talking about here as far as right. his upside. So but with Pollard if something were to happen to Zeke, now you have as an RB4, RB5 on your roster, not someone that I think that you're going to be able to rely on necessarily as anything more than that, but then the sky is the limit for what he can be. Again, like I said with Henderson, potentially top 12, this offense in Dallas is going to compete with Los Angeles to be one of those top three scoring offenses that you mentioned. So if I want those guys that are attached to these dynamic offenses that are going to be able to put up points and if things break their way, Tony Pollard absolutely can be a league winner. And here's the really encouraging thing with Pollard is that in 2019, his rookie season, only 81 routes run last year, 199 routes run. So we're seeing we're seeing him take a massive step forward as a receiver, as a pass catcher. So if he continues to build on that, then now we're potentially talking about him as having that flex viability in full PPR formats because of his involvement as a receiver. So he brings that to the game, but then also on top of that, has the upside to be just a top five running back. Really right, because right. of his talent, because of the situation around him, exactly the same argument as Daryl Henderson. Yeah.
0: I shoot, you, you made the argument even a little I bit. Made better than I made your argument I, for I, you. There we go. I, I I just Zeke like never gets hurt. You know what I'm saying? I feel like right, Zeke is right. super oh, dependable yeah, of all the taking time taking a shot. So, right. So that that's why I said I I sure if we can get Tony Pollard on the field i've got all confidence in the world that he's going to be somebody that you absolutely play can win you some games week to week but Zeke is just never hurt and so i looked at it more of like the long term how much of a yep. league winner can he be for you it lines up to where 2 years from now the Dallas Cowboys can get out of Zeke and they can sign Tony Pollard if they want to maybe that's the case maybe he'll get the chance to prove that even more so over the next 2 years but i'd hold on to him man especially if you got a long term vision for what your team is doing yep. if you got him or if you got a chance to get him go get Tony Pollard
1: all right, so my last guy here, we're talking about these Dynasty League winners, these guys that can absolutely just kind of emerge. And the players, I mean, Dynasty League winner, it would be easy for us to get on here and just say, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel, right. uh, <laughs> you know, like these guys. All right, all right, let's clock out. We, we did it. Uh, no, we're going to go a little bit further down here, and I'm going to go way further down oh. uh, here with Auden Tate, the wide receiver for the oh, Cincinnati heck Bengals. Oh, yeah, so now, baby. All right, so now people who are listening probably just like, Looked at their either phone, really super weird. They're like Auden Tate, you said Auden Tate, but here is the the reasoning with this depth chart here in Cincinnati. You obviously have Jamar Chase, top five overall pick. Tyler Boyd, you've got him there as the starting slot receiver. He's reliable, you steady. You know exactly what you're getting. T. Higgins obviously took a, a came out and emerged as a rookie wide receiver. I think he takes another massive step forward in year two. So you've got your starting three wide receivers, like really really good wide receivers, locked in. This team runs so much 11 personnel, which is one running back, one tight end on the field, three wide receiver sets. Right. What happens? Again, we're looking for these situations if everything breaks their way. What happens if Jamar Chase, God forbid, misses time with an injury? T. Higgins misses time. You know, whatever happens here, then Auden Tate is automatically thrown into a starting wide receiver role because the rest of the depth chart here in Cincinnati, Trenton Irwin, Stanley Morgan Jr., Mike Thomas, not Michael Thomas, Mike Thomas. Scotty Washington, yeah, Trent Taylor's on this roster. I didn't even know that. Uh, and then <laughs> Riley Lee. So these are the guys that are behind Auden and Jordan Tate Howard. Is, yeah. And Jordan Howard uh, <laughs> switched over to wide receiver. Uh, these are the like Auden Tate is cemented as the wide receiver four in this offense. So if something were to happen to Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T Higgins, again, not wishing that, but we got a plan for it in dynasty leaks. Then Auden Tate automatically jumps into a starting role and, in an offense that is going to be at the top of the league in terms of overall plays ran. So we are talking about a massive opportunity here for Auden Tate. I guarantee you in some leagues that people are listening, Tate is on your waiver wire in Dynasty Leagues. I guarantee right. it. Yeah. Like he is someone that not many people want to have on the rosters, not many people are thinking about, but I want to talk about him here because I think that the opportunity is greater than what people realize with this offense in Cincinnati. And it's not like Tate is a bad player. Like He is a very, very reliable and steady player. He's just never gotten that true opportunity. And again, he, he deserves to be the wide receiver four on this offense because of Chase and Higgins and boy, they're incredible talents. But again, we're looking for the situations where if everything breaks their way, we're talking about a league winner. So Auden Tate here as my final player.
0: I love Auden Tate. I mean, like I, w- I was decently high on him when he was coming out of Florida State. I thought that he was underrated for that team. I thought he was going to be good in the NFL. He goes to Cincinnati and you know, you can look at it a couple of different ways. One, they're losing AJ Green. So they're, they're trying to occupy about a hundred targets that they're losing him with. Of course, you're plugging in Jamar chase. So you figure those are just going straight to Jamar chase. The biggest problem with Auden Tate's potential produ- production as a, uh, let's just say a slower wide receiver, a guy who doesn't separate super <laughs> well is right. the fact that T Higgins is also there. And Higgins bread and butter is also contested catches. Higgins just right. doesn't right. separate super well. So, for as much as I really like Auden Tate, when you're an offensive coach and you're coming up with your personnel, you're not going to put two guys on the field to struggle to separate. Like, if T. Yep. Higgins wasn't there, like, even if T. Higgins was a different kind of player, like a, a similarly good production kind of player, just a different style of player, I'd be like, yeah, Auden Tate's going to get his. They're going to get in the red zone. They're going to put him on the field. They're going to make it happen. But. It's hard for me to super justify how many opportunities that he's going to get as long as Higgins is there. And so you're right. I mean, this is kind of like a Hail Mary kind of a pick. Like you said, in dynasty leagues, he might still be on waiver wire. And so he's worth a pickup, I do think, for you to stash a little bit here because I I believe in the talent. I just, it's to be seen how willing that Bengals offense is going to get with how much they play him. That's my only concern. Right. If, they get, if they get Tate on the field and they give him some targets, he'll produce. But will they get him on the field enough? That's my only question yeah and again that comes down to an injury has
1: to happen above him in order for that to happen but even if that does happen then it's not like it's not like drew sample is going to take a massive step forward here Mm -hmm. and suddenly see 100 plus targets right like joe mixon's going to see his work out of the backfield as a receiver but even in that situation i mean i've got from a projection standpoint this upcoming season and of course this is season long i've got jamar chase with 136 targets t higgins 123 tyler boyd with 116 like all of these, all three of these receivers with a hundred plus targets. So if we see one of these, yeah, they're going to throw the ball. And I want those players that are going to be in that situation and at least get the opportunity. And we've seen from Tate that he can produce when he is given the opportunity. All right. That is going to do it for today's show. Thank you so much to reality sports online for sponsoring today's podcast. Trevor episode two down, man. As, as always, episode two in the book.
0: No, it felt good, man.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We will be back early next week. Of course, this episode was pushed just back just a little bit because of Trevor's vacation. We're going to be recording early next week. we got a fun episode for you guys next week. So make sure that you tune in. It's the offseason. We're going to have some fun. Thank you guys so much for listening. For Trevor Sycama. I'm Kyle Yates, and we'll
0: see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Dynasty Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at fantasypros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasypros.